1: Hey, what's up, everybody? Brian Scott, your host for the Injured List podcast. Thanks for joining me. Very special episode today. We have only our second guest ever and our first in-studio guest. With me, a very special guest, owner, operator, CEO, whatever you want to call him, of the Percatol Creamery, one of our founding sponsors, and I use that term very loosely, Mr. Sean Colas. Hey, Welcome. how are you
0: guys doing? Good, good, good. Welcome.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Great to have you on. Oh, that was sweet. I like that, right? I listen to all those. Pretty good stuff there. Yeah. So, Sean, uh, pleasure to have you in the studio. Uh, I know you have some questions for us here at The Injured List, and I'm going to address those uh, very soon. But let's first talk about you and your shop. And maybe you can give me a little uh, rundown on the history of how the Perkintal and Creamery was born how it evolved, where you are at right now in 2020 with the pandemic, and where you see yourself uh, going in the future.
0: All right, excellent. So yeah,
1: back uh, um,
0: before 2012, I was in sales, uh, pharmaceutical sales for about 13 or so years. Decided I wanted to open up a candy shop. Uh, So moved down to North Carolina and opened up my first small business. It was about five years we had a lease for that long. And we decided that we wanted to add ice cream uh, so we we're looking for a different spot and um, uh, wanted to add ice cream and more adult things. Um, and we tripped upon a really cool roaster up in Lexington, Virginia called Lexington Roasters, actually, and uh, found what they called an affogato, which is a uh, generally a vanilla scoop of ice cream with a hot double yeah it's very good a double shot of espresso over it and they call that an affogato it's a great italian treat you can have it in the middle of the day or later at night and it's amazing so this kind of gave me the idea that i have to do these things together i have to combine coffee and ice cream we're going to add ice cream uh, we wound up dropping most to all the candy we did keep truffles and some other things But as we kind of went along of uh, being a very kid-centric, very bright-colored candy shop, we wound up moving over to a different brand, which is now called the Percantile and Creamery, which is a 1920s-themed coffee and dessert shop that also has ice cream and pastries and, you know, all kinds of different great
1: things. So from candy to coffee, is that an unusual transition for most uh, entrepreneurs like yourself? I would
0: say, yeah, I would say it's probably the most unusual because I don't know anybody (laughs) who did that. But it is in some way um, being a pharmaceutical rep where it was a necessity to, uh, in some ways, kids having candy being a necessity and having coffee to adults being a necessity. So I'm kind of staying in that world uh, where there's a need. And uh, we've ha- had a really good time over the last uh, couple of years we've been open since 2018.
1: Great. And uh, you guys are in a pretty prime location as well. Is that not correct? Yeah. So uh,
0: we are um, right outside of Charlotte. Um, if you guys are familiar with Charlotte, there's a big circle highway around it called 45. right on the edge of that and uh, on the edge of uh, Route 85, which is a main thoroughfare through uh, North Carolina goes all the way down to uh, South Carolina, Georgia, and whatnot. So uh, in a huge shopping uh, area um, called Concord Mills, which has uh, one of the largest uh, malls in North Carolina, as well as right down the street, we have NASCAR. Um, and We have a lot of uh, actually a regional airport right, right next to us. down the block us. from
1: Charlotte Motor Speedway yeah, Charlotte for all Motor the sports Speedway. fans out there Absolutely. listening to the show.
0: Very, very, very big draw. Um, unfortunately, you know, obviously, with the last few months, it's been kind of a challenge with you know people going out and shopping and checking out NASCAR and all the other things that they do. Uh, great Wolf Lodge and whatnot. So, um, but we've we've uh, weathered the storm and uh, we're excited to 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 be uh, you know moving in the right direction, going strong here now in August.
1: Great, that's uh, great to hear. Now. Um As far as the percantile goes, uh, what type of clientele you typically see come in? You mentioned that you're very family-centric, and I I can vouch for that, having been there with my own family. Um, What other types of clientele? I mean, so a lot of these coffee shops like Starbucks, some of the big chains you'll see, are located near or have a very strong following from various Pilates classes or dance classes or near gyms. Mm -hmm. From a healthcare-slash-athletic, uh, point of view, do you find that you have a clientele that kind of meets or checks off any of those boxes?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So what we found, um, kind of just looking at our, our clientele and also, you know, basically running, uh, demographics, we found that probably about 70% of our clientele are women. Uh, we can find that they are about 25 to 50. Uh, generally, of course we have, um, men and, you know, uh, older women, uh, people from high school, college, or whatnot, because they're actually about 10 minutes away from UNC Charlotte. But we actually have uh, a lot of people that do um, like pure bar, uh, yoga. Uh, we have um, people coming from uh, local gyms into the shop. We actually have a couple of owners of gyms um, that, um, that actually come in and, you know, either they're, you know, uh, private instructors or they have their own gyms. And boot camp is actually right down the street from us as well. Uh, so, you do find a lot of those um, people that are in that, that, that world of yoga, Pilates. Um, so, a lot of active individuals, absolutely, in other words. Absolutely.
1: And do you find that the time of day that these clientele come in centers around their workouts? Do you, from what you've noticed, I mean, they're coming in in their athletic gear straight from the gym or maybe on their way to the gym. Or yeah, absolutely.
0: Out? So yeah, so it, it is interesting. So just kind of when we talked about um, the last uh, a few weeks of um, kind of what we'd be talking about, we, you know, I started really looking at um, the activity, um, and and we do see people that absolutely look fresh and ready to go to the gym or to a yoga class, and then we have people that look, hey, I just got back from a run or got back from you know uh, a boot camp or they're ready to kind of recharge their battery and uh, they come back in. So, you know, uh, we do see most of the time, it's going to be more mornings, um, uh, specifically uh, later mornings and mid mornings. Um, But I would say that uh, a majority of people do come, you know, obviously before that lunchtime hour.
1: Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. And I asked these questions for a very specific reason, which we'll get into a little bit later, but I want to know what, makes your menu unique as opposed to some of those bigger chain places that I mentioned earlier, like Starbucks, for example. What is it about your ingredients or your recipes that maybe separate you yourself from those guys?
0: The big thing for us is that um, we are all about quality and consistency. I think one of the things that I got really frustrated as a consumer and still to this day is that you go to a place that you really like, let's just say a restaurant, an Italian restaurant, and I like chicken Parmesan. Who doesn't? I do. I mean, I just just eat this stuff constantly. And I love to go to a restaurant that every single time that I go, that the sauce is right, that the cheese is perfect, that it's got that nice crispy outside and really juicy chicken inside. Um, Now I'm starving, but I want it to be consistent. So, what I did is, you know, um, one of the three pillars that we go off of is is quality and consistency. So if I'm pulling a shot for a drink or one of my workers is pulling a shot for a drink, that we want it to be the same exact flavor, which is going to be amazing every single time. I don't want to let anybody down.
1: So you're very careful with the actual amount of
0: ingredients that you measure out. We're in. Very, very scientific and- is what I would say. We have things that we've had uh, baristas when we first opened that had come from other places that you know uh, wanted to kind of trial and error some stuff. But we wound up um, very scientifically measuring our shots, making sure that the timing is right, making sure that the beans are fresh, making sure that we're using uh, organic syrups when we're doing- So that was you know, going to be my lattes. next question actually yeah. was
1: going to be, uh, as far as the sweeteners and and flavoring, uh, where do you get that and wh- what types of things do you use? For
0: yeah, that? it's a great question. It's, a, it's, it's really timely too. So uh, my head barista, I just spoke with a couple of days ago. We get our, our uh, most of all of our syrups from a place called Holy Cacao, which is based out of Oregon. Uh, they are a, a, a organic small batch uh, syrup maker. Really, really great stuff. Um, I spoke with my head barista Who's also a, a, a trainer of ours, who's uh, you know been trained in Brazil and has been in the business for about fifteen years, talking about doing our own in-house syrups, um, which is going to be really excellent. So we're going to be kind of playing around with that. Uh, it's going to hopefully be released in twenty twenty-one. We're going to start something simple like um, you know mint and vanilla. And are and you those still trying to things. go that
1: holistic type of uh, organic route? Absolutely. Yeah, we we want to really kind of
0: keep the the quality very very high um, you know we try to keep our cost down and and reasonable but we find other opportunities for cost savings there in uh, other places where you know we want to really ha- you know put the money and the effort into the quality ingredients that we put into our coffee and our drinks
1: yeah I mean it makes sense right? I think that's what every good service industry business wants to do um, now let me ask you this do you actually know the caffeine content or the actual, uh, ingredients within your, uh, creations? Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: so we actually get that question a lot because people are, are looking for some people, I would say are looking for, um, you know, basically a pick me up or something to get them going, you know, going into a workout or going even, it, it, let's face it, going into work, getting ready for, uh, a big meeting or, uh, an interview or what have you. So, we do, we pull up what we call double shots and they're two one ounce shots. Each shot is approximately 60 milligrams of caffeine. Uh, what you could find in a 12 ounce cup of coffee is probably give or take dependent upon the bean. You can have a variation of anywhere from 80 to 95 milligrams. But if you're pulling a double shot of espresso, right? That comes out after about 28 seconds, that's going to be at about 120 milligrams per double shot. Now, are, so, you, are
1: you restricted by the FDA or any uh, agency that about how much caffeine you can put into any single drink that you make? You know, we're not.
0: Uh, you know, it, what is interesting is that uh, very rarely, but it does happen, people want a quad shot, which is actually going to be two doubles. Um, there's, you know, certain names for it. Um, some people that um, actually even combine coffee and a, a, sh- a hot shot of espresso, uh, those are called red eyes. Um, if you do a quad shot over a coffee, it's actually called a black eye, <laughs> okay. which is, you know, a red eye, you know, what they it, I it, probably it,
1: understand why <laughs> yeah, they, it
0: knocks you out. I mean, it's, it's just really next level. Red eye really comes from, you know, the, um, you know, Hey, I'm going to take this, uh, red eye plane. I want the most caffeine sure. to kind of get, you know, get through this, you know, two o'clock to six o'clock flight. Um, but some people do come in I actually have a, a buddy of mine that I actually play hockey with. Uh, believe it or not, every time he's about to play hockey, he comes in and he gets a black eye, which is a, you know, a, a, in his his version is actually a 16 ounce uh, cup of coffee with four ounces of a uh, straight espresso on top of it. No milk, no sugar, straight up. And he's ready to go. Believe me when I tell you. Yeah.
1: I'm sure. I'm sure he is. <laughs> so to charged answer, up. Yeah.
0: So to answer your question, um, you know, we don't have any restrictions. Of course, we always give people a heads up. Say, hey, listen. Uh, you know, we want to let you know the, what you're getting, and you know, the, the, a lot of times the flavor is going to be very important to them. You start throwing, you know, coffee and quad shots of espresso. You're you're going more for the for the reaction of it more so than the flavor of it because it's pretty intense.
1: Yeah, Even It sounds for, to me if, like they really want the the caffeine kick. So absolutely, to
0: speak. and that's an understatement for sure. Uh, most people, I would say ninety-five or ninety-eight percent of people that come in definitely go for the flavor, and you know, and and the the caffeine is going to be secondary to that um, as the primary. I would say uh, the flavor and secondary for the caffeine, but there there are some people for sure that go for, you know, hey, we really want to kind of get go to the next level here, which is absolutely absolutely fine.
1: Sure, sure. So um, this is great stuff and uh, it's going to really kind of lead into um, some more useful information for our listeners out there as um, we're going to take a short break and then when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about caffeine, caffeine content, and um, how it affects athletic performance more specifically and uh, whether or not it poses any health risks uh, in that regard as well. So uh, sit tight. We're going to take a short break and we'll be back after this.
0: You're listening to The Injured List Podcast with your host, Brian Scott, your go-to resource for all sport injury-related topics. For show notes and other resources, visit TheInjuredList.com. Now, back to the show.
1: Devil's Advocate is a weekly sports talk show for the casual and diehard sports fan to be heard. My good friend, host Abe Delgado, wants to provide a show that is all about the fans, You can come on live or call to give your opinions on anything sports. I'm a regular guest on the show to talk about all things related to sports injuries. So we hope you'll join us and participate every Tuesday at 8 p.m. on Facebook Live. From morning perks, family perks, to date perks, and self-perks, the Pergantile and Creamery makes your day a little sweeter. Stop by first thing in the morning, with easy online ordering and curbside pickup, or meet up with friends at Concord's best new hangout. Everything's freshly baked and brewed right here. So find your perk today at the Perkentile and, and Creamery.
0: Hey, this is Sean Colas with the perk and Tile and Creamery. We are the premier coffee, ice cream, and dessert bar in the Charlotte metro area. We're thrilling people with our amazing interior design, our incredible customer service, and the quality of our offerings. We have a beautifully designed 1920s mercantile-themed monochromatic throwback where people feel excited by their surroundings and blown away by their treats. We're great for business meetings, families, couples, and you. Ask about our room rentals for meetings, events, or parties. We're nestled next to the Concord Mills Mall behind Verizon and in the same building as McAllister's in Concord, North Carolina. Hey, if you're in the area and you're listening to this right now, get in your car, drive over to the Percantile, Mention that you heard us on Brian Scott's amazing Injury List Podcast 2020 and receive 25% off your purchase.
1: Hey, everybody, we're back from that break. Thanks for joining us again. We're back here with Sean Colis, owner, operator, CEO, first line employee, you name it, so of chef. the Percantile and Creamery over in Concord, North Carolina. Great little coffee shop, 1920s themed. Um, one of our proud sponsors here at the Lid Podcast. We are talking about his shop. We're talking about the clientele that frequents his shop. And we've been talking about some caffeine content of some of his um, creations over there at the coffee shop. And uh, we're going to kind of segue that into some information about caffeine and how it affects athletic performance and uh, overall health. So um, now, Sean, I know you had some questions on this topic. How can I help you in answering those?
0: Absolutely. Well, it is interesting. We were uh, kind of talking about people coming in before their workout, and then some people coming in after the workout. So it is interesting. I never really put much thought to it, but is there a uh, a better time to to drink coffee or caffeine uh, for specific things?
1: Well, if you're looking at its beneficial effects for athletic performance, then you're usually going to want to look at ingesting it about an hour before said activity. Uh, that usually gives the liver enough chance uh, to, or time to metabolize it so that it's in your system. Now it gets rapidly absorbed through the GI tract, but to get the full effect usually takes about an hour or so. So most uh, people who often use caffeine to kind of help with their performance uh, in sport um, will usually ingest it about an hour before.
0: Interesting. Yeah. So is there is there, you know, like my buddy who plays hockey, who really goes overboard... <laughs> <laughs> In yeah. My opinion. So, uh, is that a little bit overkill uh, or it, is it just so? Really- there has
1: been some uh, literature with has suggested that there is uh, you'll see some pretty significant uh, beneficial effects up until about 200 milligrams. So, anything above that, they're not really sure it does much difference. So, if you're like sucking down three, 400 milligrams worth of caffeine, it may not be doing anything additive. Um, once you hit about that 200 milligram total mark, um, that seems to be where all the beneficial uh, effects come in, but they haven 't really come up with like a specific caffeine dose, so you know there's a lot of um uh, discrepancies i guess amongst those who use it about how much is too much or if there is such a thing as too much but from what the literature states, it looks like it's about two hundred milligrams total dose where you won 't really see much more benefit if you go over that
0: so is there is there any kind of uh you know you see a lot of marketing around a lot of these, you know, very high content caffeine drinks. You know, the the little shots of caffeine and all those kind of things. I mean, they're probably yielding more than two hundred milligrams. So you're saying after a certain number, there's really not much difference. But could there be a side effect, a adverse, you know, event or a side well, effect? So absolutely.
1: That- I mean, so anytime you're talking about a stimulant like caffeine, the the number one thing that you have to remember is that everybody responds to these things differently. So what one person has as a potential benefit may turn out to be a potential consequence or hazardous effect to another individual. So it's all very relative and it's all very subjective. Um, but the known uh, physical or physiologic side effects um, are various. Um, and they range the spectrum um, as far as the, the body's health system's... Uh, from cardiovascular to GI to liver um, to psychoneurogenic to cognitive. Um, So it can have a vast array of um, side effects, some good, some bad, um, depending on the individual. So that's like the key thing to take away from all this is not everybody responds the same. So don't think that because Usain Bolt pops like a five-hour energy right before he does a 100-meter dash that you're going to be able to do the same and run a 10-second flat 100-meter dash. I mean, it just doesn't work like that. Um, you still have to train. You still have to be genetically gifted. You still have to put in the work. Uh, caffeine doesn't simply elevate you to another level um, that you weren't at before. Uh, it can certainly give you some perceived benefits as well, not all that are actually physiologic, uh, such as like uh, increased susceptibility to fatigue, which is not necessarily true. It's more of a perception, but people seem to think that that is a physiologic response. It's really not. That hasn't been proven. Um, amongst some other things. So, so it's
0: interesting. So, is with, you know, uh, say Major League Baseball, NFL, is is there any kind of uh, rules against consuming any of these types of beverages, especially the ones that are high-end? Or well, is- so,
1: the World Anti-Doping Agency doesn't consider it a banned substance, but it is a monitored substance. So they can check for levels. I don't know if they've established an actual illegal limit. <laughs> Um, and I don't think it's because it's not banned and it's only monitored, um, for that reason, it's not basically outlawed. So you can use it. Interesting.
0: And so with the, you know, going back to hockey, we, we try to play every week when, when the, you know, COVID was it around, uh, is there certain sports, you know, that are more cardiovascular or is there things that you found some data with even weightlifting or, uh, you know, those types of performance type of, of sporting, uh, or or sports, I should
1: say. Absolutely. Yeah. There's definitely a, a more of a physiologic benefit in more of the, uh, power type activities. Um, weightlifting being the big one. Um, even, uh, sports that, uh, have endurance such as like cycling or, um, running, uh, tend to be a very popular sport that caffeine consumption is high in. And it has shown some, beneficial effects for those types of individuals although the beneficial effects from the caffeine ingestion can actually span quite a wide array of physical activities so basically any um, low um, um, not I shouldn't say low but any prolonged like sub maximal exercise where you're basically doing um, sub maximal so not you know not a hundred percent effort level um, over 90 minutes has been shown to actually, Um, show beneficial effects. Any uh, sustained high-intensity exercise ranging between 20 and 60 minutes has shown some um, elevated or uh, good benefits. And any even short-duration high-intensity, so like one to five-minute bouts of exercise, caffeine has shown to actually show some um, beneficial effects. The big benefits typically are increased movement velocity, so basically moving faster. And... um, um, so in sports like weightlifting, throwing, uh, jumping, anything that requires like a sudden, powerful, explosive movement, it's been shown to show some significant effects.
0: And 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 I guess we're talking about uh, more of the physiological. But what about some mental benefits that you can get from drinking caffeine? Does it you know, you know, people are talking about um, you know batters that are trying to hyper focus in on the pitcher that's throwing ninety five and a and you know a cutter or something like that. Does it does it increase yeah. focus and and be able to really hone in on that on that ball more?
1: Well, that I don't know if that necessarily has been looked at, but what they have looked at um, as far as caffeine and performance has been more uh, clinical trials where they actually look at like cognitive testing. So, like if you're sitting down at a desk taking an exam, for for example, let's say they have shown that it does help increase um, alertness, um, um, uh, mental. Um, Energy, So people feel more awake, they feel more alert. Um, it's also helped them concentrate. They seem to be more focused, um, particularly if they come in already fatigued. Um, so there have been um, stuff like that and they've actually compared it to some placebo and and as it's actually shown that it does work where the placebo doesn't, which is what the intended outcomes usually are desired to be. So, so there has been quite a bit of the um, cognitive and neuropsychiatric um, things looked at. And it has shown to, to actually show some benefit. Now, it's hard to really extrapolate that and put it into the world of sport because it's very difficult to measure um, you know, someone's ability to actually see a baseball coming at them at 90 plus miles an hour. But the perception of that is probably measurable. And from a perception standpoint, that is a, a known perceived um, benefit is that people do feel like they're more awake, alert heightened awareness right. mentally and and thus physically.
0: So it seems as though, you know, based off of, you know, some of the things we talked about with the milligrams of, of caffeine, uh, you know, a cup of coffee could have you know, virtually, give or take about a hundred, depending upon the bean. Yeah, I mean, um, so you, there's a
1: wide range. I mean, coffees can range anywhere between, you know, 60 milligrams of caffeine all the way up to 200 plus. I mean, right. um, like you said before, with some of your um, creations, uh, there's a, varying degrees of, um, you know, caffeine content. So, right. so it uh, seems
0: as though if you're doing, you know, hypothetically, if you're drinking a couple of cups of coffee, uh, that should be sufficient enough and and probably would do just as good of a job than than hitting a, uh, you know, a five-hour energy. And, you know, without... Well,
1: uh, yes and no. Um, you're definitely not going to get as much caffeine in two cups of coffee as you would in let's say a five-hour energy or some other um, uh, caffeine products out there. Uh, the energy drinks definitely have much higher content. In fact, there's one on a list that I'm reviewing that has a 300 milligram count in an 8.4 ounce serving. And I've never heard of this one. It's called Spike Shooter. Um, five-hour energy has about 215. So um, this is all reported by Consumer Reports, by the way. So uh, that's where I'm getting my information. But um, you know, you get that in one single loading dose, which a- apparently that's the way people prefer to take it. It's usually like in a six milligram per kilogram of body weight loading dose, like one hour before the activity. That's the way most people who use it tend to use it. So the, the only way to really get that much is like with one of those small energy drinks because they're not, they're not a big s- serving size but they're packed full of caffeine. Yeah, instead of drinking like, you know, 20 ounces of coffee or soda, you can get it in like a two to eight ounce cup of cup of liquid. I'm wondering if, uh,
0: is there any data with the diuretic effect with say a coffee versus some of these other, uh, I, don't know, I don't know what to call them, energy drinks per se, but um, I wonder if they have a similar response of caffeine is caffeine, all caffeine is created equal if it's measured in, you know um,
1: how they're measured. You know, yeah. You know, that's a good question. I'm you. not really sure about that. Um, I will say that uh, caffeine is actually not, or caffeine via the coffee route is actually not as, <coughs> excuse me, widely used throughout the world as much as tea. And so, one question I would have would be: Is the caffeine quality in tea the same as the one you're getting in coffee? That's a good question. I mean, I don't know the answer to that. I'm not sure if we do.
0: Yeah, some teas. Um, I mean, tea, tea is actually have the more.
1: most drank caffeine product in the world. Right. Especially in Asia, South America, and other parts of the world. So, coffee seems to be more of like a, I don't know, Metropolitan thing to do, perhaps. I'm not really sure. Well, there's but. definitely some countries that
0: are that are more. You know, you think about Colombia, Brazil. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the states. Uh, well, coffee definitely you know, Italy, falls second
1: behind tea. Tea is definitely absolutely 100.
0: And we agree, and we do a lot of tea here too. And 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 you know, honestly, a lot of people come in. And we have a list of probably about a dozen teas that have various levels of caffeine. People say, "Hey, you know what? I want something that's." Um, you know, decaf. And we have a Ceylon that's really nice. And, you know, a lot of green teas, you know, white teas are not going to have as much as say black teas. So people are mindful when they're coming in, uh, you know, even with, even with tea, uh, wanting to know what they're going to be getting, if it's going to be too much or too little. And so it is really interesting how, you know, people are starting to kind of dig in a little bit and, and doing a lot of investigating and, you know, uh, you know, that knowledge base is certainly growing in that, in that world.
1: Yeah, you have to keep a, a, an eye on that for me as you as your clientele comes through the door and see if they uh, pay attention to any of those numbers. Or So I'm um, curious. You should ask them why and see uh, what their intentions are. If they're looking yeah. just for a little pick-me-up maybe before a big test to study and stay focused or if they're looking for an actual... Physiologic response for exercise. It would be very interesting to see.
0: It'll be interesting because I I do personally don't drink any coffee or any kind of caffeinated drink after three o'clock in the afternoon. And that's just based off of, you know, knowing my body, you know, go to bed around 11 o'clock, I get up around six, 6.30. uh, And I can't handle that kind of caffeine, you know, at 44 years old after three o'clock. And I know certain people come in at eight o'clock in our shop, and have you know, shot of espresso, cup of coffee, a latte, and I'm like, gosh, wow, it's it's amazing that the people they they don't seem to have any effect about keeping up any kind of any later. It's amazing. You know,
1: you know, I, 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 that's that's true, and it's amazing for, to me too because I have the same issues with with my caffeine ingestion, but. You know, you have to remember that there's always a little bit of a caveat to this. Um, there are some negative uh, consequences, and side effects that we didn't really talk much about. And I'll kind of go into briefly. And one of the ones we mentioned was some cardiovascular um, negative effects. And a lot of times people can feel basically um, palpitations. They could even develop uh, subtle arrhythmias um, that can lead to some cardiovascular issues. Um, there's also a lot of GI uh, upset that can occur. And a lot of times is because a lot of caffeine products are all especially the coffee world like you know are mixed with cream or sugars or other uh additives um to flavor the the drink or you know to sweeten it or make it lighter um so those also carry some negative uh, side effects as well um not to mention that um there's been some discussion about um whether there is actually an unhealthy level and that really hasn't been proven so we don't know so potentially yeah there is um, and then you have to remember, too, that a lot of these studies are done in a very specific population, or um, so they're not, you know, it hasn't really been extrapolated to the general public, too. So um, there could be even more data out there that just hasn't been collected yet. So you got to take that with a grain of salt, a lot of these studies. Um, and then the, what has been shown in some of the literature is that there's also a higher incidence of people who drink caffeine also have some other habits that are not too kind um, as far as health is concerned. And what they found is that people who consume um, over two cups of coffee regularly um, will sometimes develop almost like withdrawal symptoms if they go, go without it for an extended period of time. But they're also more likely to be smokers, um, drinkers of alcohol and use other uh, illicit drugs. So coffee does definitely has some, and caffeine, I should say, it definitely has some negative um, side effects and connotations with it. So just everybody has to keep that in mind.
0: Well, moderation is key, right? One of the things that you touched upon is is you know diet, and I think a lot of people are very very tuned into diet right now. What we're seeing is a lot of people coming in asking for alternative milks. Those would be in the past soy, uh, presently uh, almond milk, and and also oat milk. And uh, we're seeing a huge uptick in oat milk. And and personally, I am uh, I, I struggle with um, lactose and and milk products and stuff. So I've uh, funneled all of my consumption with oat milk completely. And and we're seeing that uh, the last couple of years grow uh, significantly. And just talking about GI issues, um, you know, I had suffered some GI issues uh, over the last couple of years, but once I changed my diet to more of that alt milk, that was a, a really significant in, uh, improvement in in my overall, you know, gut health, I would say.
1: Yeah. Um, I would, I would have to, uh, agree with you there and I I've, I'm sure I've come across many patients in my career who've had the same issues um, I, I I do want to let our listeners know that there is a recommended safe kind of level of caffeine consumption and typically what has been noted and has been about if, if you have an intake of about 2.5 milligrams of caffeine per kilogram of body weight that is usually not associated with any adverse effects so if you're looking to get some of the benefits of the caffeine, but not overdo it. And that's kind of the number where you want to stick to somewhere in that ballpark. Well, are there any other questions I could answer for you? This has been a great chat. Uh, It's been a long time coming. I'm glad we were able to get you into the studio today. Yes. Yes. Um, Beautiful. And um, I, I, you know, we do plan on having a live podcast at some point in the near future with my good friend, Abe Delgado, who has his own sports talk show live on Facebook called The Devil's Advocate. And one of the things that we have been talking about and trying to plan out is doing a live sports talk broadcast from Sean's coffee shop. And so we're just trying to work out all the details and figure out a good date. Unfortunately, with the COVID uh, pandemic, that's kind of put a kink in things and kind of put some stuff on the back burner. But we're actively talking about it, we're thinking about it, and we're trying to plan it. And I know, Sean, you've been on board with that from day one. Um, I and think that would be very be,
0: exciting. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that'll
1: be great for, for, for the show. I think it'll be great for the shop. And, um, I'm looking forward to the day that we can sit down and do that. Yeah. Amazing. Well, uh, I want to thank, uh, Sean Colas for stopping in uh, on behalf of the you, Injured List podcast uh, fans <laughs> out there across the <laughs> yes. world. Um, yes. any closing remarks?
0: No, I appreciate, you know, the opportunity to come chat and definitely thank you for answering the questions. Uh, yeah. You know, hey, listen, guys. If you are around that Charlotte area, we would love, love, love to host you. Uh, we have uh, tons of amazing coffee drinks, like we talked about, tea, uh, kombucha. Um, we have uh, really great desserts, ice cream, uh, a thing called cronuts, which is pretty great. Uh, we also have beer and wine. Uh, we once things start getting back. Uh, normal- Now you're talking. Yeah. Now we're getting back to uh, normalcy. See, uh, we'll, we're having live music and events and stuff. So we're going to be a really great hangout spot. Uh hopefully we got some local people that are gonna be listening here. And uh uh once we do that live event, hope you guys can join us. Uh, make a trip. And, and I heard down. they
1: they just opened a cigar shop next door, they which did. is exciting. So I might have to they stop did. in there and um pay him my respects. Yeah. And maybe see if they're interested in doing a little something with the injured list. I think that would be amazing.
0: He uh I believe was a a, a former football player. So there you go. Yeah, so he's probably well into that. But there I appreciate the opportunity and uh, you know, uh, look forward to doing it again.
1: All right, man. Thanks for stopping by. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, the Injured List podcast, special guest Sean Collis. Thanks for stopping by. listening to the Injured List podcast with your host, Brian Scott, your
0: go-to resource for all sport injury-related topics. For show notes and other resources, visit theinjuredlist.com.